0: PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
1: People can change anything they want to. And that means everything in the world. Show me any country and there'll be people in it. It's time to take that humanity back into the center of the ring and follow that for a time. You know, think on that. Without people, you're nothing. Without people, you're nothing. Stoke the fire. Okay, welcome to episode one, the very first episode of Stoke the Fire podcast, hosted by me, Matt Stocks, and him, ladies
0: and gentlemen, Jesse Leach. Jesse Leach in stereo. How are you, Jesse Leach? I am stoked. (laughs) I'm doing great, man. This has been uh, a long time coming, and the moment is finally here, recording episode number one. I I couldn't be happier, brother.
1: It's a big moment. I hope this is one of those days we look back on in five years, ten years, however many years, and think that was the tiny little acorn from which this gigantic tree has grown and it's something we've been talking about it seems like a long time i think for us too because we've just been really eager to get down to it but in the grand scheme from like idea and you know inception to here execution it's been pretty short hasn't it
0: it has but you know it's funny doing that uh, i think what sort of sparked everything for me the idea of any of this type of thing was doing that live um podcast we did in Birmingham that kind of made me realize the power of you know just talking to somebody without music without a band that feeling of i had fun don't get me wrong but i felt very vulnerable too just me and a microphone you you know us on a stage with microphones and an audience and it was brilliant i still look back on that as as a fond memory and a sort of a learning uh point in my life too it was like a spark that lit
1: back then i think that night definitely cemented our friendship and relationship as well um from a performance point it was as you say incredibly intimate you know the room wasn't small but it felt completely intimate like you could hear a pin drop and afterwards obviously we got to meet everybody that came and then we kind of dragged as many people who were out for the long haul as possible over to the other club where you were djing and then you and i Mm. wound, wound up back at the hotel and and then we caught the train to London together the next day, and I just felt right. like we were we were friends, and we had a rapport before that night. But then after that, it was like brothers for life. And
0: yeah, because you get a good sense of somebody when you share an intimate space with them, you know. And I think being on stage was one thing, but then just having that evening roll out the way that it did, and just us sitting up till almost the sun came up, talking about music and just connecting on that level. Yeah, that's that's totally what solidified it and it's you know it's interesting you as a podcaster and someone who does interviews that's that's what you do and then me being someone who's used to performance and the one on one is sort of intimidating to me so i've learned a lot from you and prior to this which i had texted you recently about this i've been doing my homework so i've been listening to you do your interviews how you handle it i actually just finished the keith buckley live one you did um and I'm just fascinated by this whole medium, and it's just a whole other world for me. So I'm super excited to dip my toes into this world, and and I'm really happy to have you as a partner and sort of a the guy who's going to help show me the ropes on how this whole thing goes down.
1: Well, you've added real pressure to my cause now because people are going to come into this and think <laughs> this guy's the guy. I will say Jesse has been very complimentary and kind with those words. I've been doing it for a while, so I'd like to think I'm I'm adept. Uh, in this medium but there's definitely always growth and learning to to be achieved along the way and for me personally a big thing for me about doing this with you is everything that i've done really has been a solitary pursuit over the course of my professional career you know whether that's writing djing podcasting everything has been just me and it's you know i've achieved a lot on my own and i'm very proud of that because there's been no help or assistance but There came a time, I think probably last year when I was doing a lot of self-reflection as we all were during this lockdown period and I I came to the realization that I miss collaboration and and the one thing that's lacking in my life is this, is the chance to partner up with somebody who feels the same way that I do about not just the the sort of professional medium but about life and the world and has the same outlook and attitude and values and there's just a real kinship on so many levels between us And, and to be able to you know, get into this project with, with you above all people. Um, this is the first time I've collaborated with anybody on a professional level, really on, you know, on any medium or platform. So to be doing it with somebody I look up to so much is, you know, it's a joy an honor and a
0: thrill. I'm stoked. Well, man. Yeah, right on. <laughs> well, likewise. And I think you sell yourself short, but you know, it's all in the eyes of the beholder. You know, I listen to a ton of podcasts and my big thing is, is pacing is um allowing the the guest if you have a guest on to speak um the way your voice sounds even and you've got that it's a natural thing for you and and you've got the way that your voice sounds it's very um welcoming where i'll turn on to a podcast i know within five minutes maybe even less if i'm going to continue listening to a podcast and we talked about you know people yucking it up or just any of that stuff to me i'm right out the window and that's why i'm I'm happy with this because I know we're both very genuine people that care about what we do. We see the world through the filter of punk rock, which to me is huge because that's a huge part of who we are and that ethos that do it yourself mentality, that no bullshit thing that we both have. It's going to automatically set us apart from some of the podcasts that are out there. So for me with you, you know, it's, Yeah, like I said, you're selling yourself short. You're really good at what you do. And I wouldn't be here doing this, spending my time if I didn't believe in it, man. So cheers to you, bro. Well,
1: (laughs) we're kind of already in it, but but I think we should elaborate on these points we're getting into now because I thought it would be a nice place to start the show off by given a bit of information and background about each other, ourselves, our relationship because I'm assuming a lot of people coming into this are going to be familiar with you through your band Killswitch Engage. Some some (laughs) may be familiar with me from my podcast but I'd like to go under the kind of caveat that nobody knows anything about us and this is just like a clean slate and what I'd really like to do is just set the scene and maybe if you could sort of talk a bit about me and vice versa rather than us talk about ourselves which I think could be a bit overindulgent. I think if perhaps you shed a little bit of background on me and i do the same with you and we can kind of get rolling that way and then we can talk about this show and our idea for it and our hopes and and how we think perhaps in a sea of podcasts because there are so many now how i'd like to think ours is going to offer something distinct and unique and special if we can have such lofty goals from the start which i think we can yeah why (laughs) not
0: why not i think it's it's good to have um a high standard to set and you know, that's kind of how I always I've lived my life in my career is just reaching for what I thought was attainable. Even if it's, you know, someone from the outside looking in would be go, that's a lot. I'm like, yes. So what I live my life that way. Um, so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. We met, um, before we had any sort of friendship, I remember meeting you, I believe it was a Kerrang radio interview and what I, I want to say it was, uh, you asked us to pick out songs, or the, you know, the whole format was to pick out songs and talk about songs. And I leaned hard on punk, because that's kind of who I am. And I believe that's kind of when our first sort of connection, because you were right there with me. And most of the interviews I do are metal, because of my band. You know, Kill Switch Engage is known as a metal band. So for me, it was a, like, oh, this guy gets it. This guy gets it. And we that's kind of our first and correct me if I'm wrong, was our first sort of like, oh, this guy's a punk too. So that was huge for me. And it's kind of, you know, when I do interviews, it's really hard to <laughs> to pay attention. But the first one that I really remember you and sort of had a connection was, we did a regular interview in Birmingham. We were in Birmingham for two nights. I think it was a day off, then a show. Um, and then the second day you came in to record me for your podcast life in the stocks and we went dark you know well yeah went a little dark but we went heavy and we talked about stuff and that's kind of when I had an appreciation for you so you've done SCUS tv you've done kerrang radio you've done you have uh, life in the stocks um I know I'm missing a few what was the you were talking about the other day on in an interview the, the quick foray you had with uh rock something what was that rock team something? rock team rock yeah which was an interesting i didn't know that i honestly didn't know that so you come from this world of more of a commercial sort of corporate um and you made your way into doing it yourself and establishing yourself on your own which is a whole other level and a very brave thing to do um so i've been watching i would say uh, since That interview you did for Life the Stocks, I've been paying attention to you ever since that and listened to every single episode. I mean, religiously on the road, in my car. So I kind of felt like you were a friend just by listening to interviews, which is hysterical. And I'm sure people can relate to that when you listen to a podcast enough, you kind of feel friendly with that person even though you don't technically know them. So our relationship is one that I've found because of our friendship, but also just from listening and being a fan of your podcast.
1: Yeah, which blows my mind. And I'm also incredibly touched that you remember that Kerrang! Radio interview because that was years ago. That was the first time we met. That
0: was a long time ago. And that
1: was, I want to say, 2012. It was around that time. It was a Saturday. I remember that because I'd be the only person in the studios on a Saturday doing a daytime show. I'd do the weeknight evening shift, and then I'd also do Saturday afternoons. And occasionally, if a band was coming into Birmingham to play a show that night, I'd get them into the studios in the day, and you and Adam came in, and and you both picked I think three songs each, and you're exactly right. Your three tracks was like Minor Threat, Bad Brains, Op Ivy, I think, and I was like, what?
0: I th- Sounds about I- right. I thought
1: you were the metal guy. Like I didn't know, I didn't know you loved this kind of stuff as well, and that was exactly when I began to think about you in a different way. And and you know there was like a although it was a short encounter, and I definitely wouldn't say we became friends in that moment. There was certainly a revelation that day for me where I was like, wow. He's he's the same as me. He comes from exactly the same background, exactly the same school of thought. And I'm really stoked that you remember that as well, because that was the first time. And then after that was Scuzz TV when we had that little interview in the bar area. But the thing about that day, and I don't know if you remember this. I'm going to assume you do now if you remember the Kerrang! one is that day. And I've never done this for anybody before or since. But I thought I really like this dude and I really like the way he projects his Inner thoughts on a public platform with Instagram, and you share your struggles and the things you're going through to, to a level that very few people, certainly in the rock field, do. You know, you show honesty and vulnerability that far exceeds many, especially like tough guy frontmen working in your, you know, metal world. And yeah. you've never been afraid to be vulnerable in that way. And so I was like, I'm going to buy this guy a vinyl record as a gift just because I, I really love what he he shares about himself. And so this is just my token of appreciation for him beyond the work stuff. So I bought you a Ruts vinyl. And before the interview, I think you like spent a day tripping around Camden doing some stuff for like a Roadrunner vlog or something. And so I came along with you and there was a stall and I bought this Ruts record and was like, that's right. I know you're on tour and you're going to have to now carry this, but here you go. And that was again, I think when the connection deepened, but then it truly was, you were in Birmingham for two days. I'd come to do a metal hammer piece with you. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was just one of those, you know, 15 minute things, maybe your top 10 albums or whatever. And yeah, one of those generic ones. Yeah. And you were in town two days and I said, look, man, I'm launching this podcast in a couple of months. I asked if I could get, you know, this kind of hour block of time with you to record a podcast. I said it wasn't possible. Um, you know, I'm going to just be cheeky and ask you now, would you, you know, be up for maybe doing it tomorrow? I know you have two days. And you were like, hell yeah, I'm down. And so you were one of the very first people I, I podcasted with. And your episode was the fifth one to go out. So it was super early doors. And that episode for me really helped establish the tone and the pacing and the style And the overall approach to my show, because it was just, as you said, a super deep dive. We did go not dark, but intense, as you said. Yeah. And it it helped me early on to figure out this is exactly where I want to go with my show. And so the timeline of events in my head is exactly the same as yours. And then it was that live Q&A night in Birmingham when it was just such a beautiful night. The whole experience from start to end was so easy and felt so natural.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it was, too. There's a, there was a chemistry there that, you know, I felt like I'd known you forever. And I still feel that way about you. I mean, if you look on paper, the amount of times you've actually hung out is really just a handful, but there's just something there. And I think, you know, going back to that first podcast, what struck me and what always kind of gets me since I've opened up about mental illness was people who are willing to talk about that and engage in that and have a family history of it or can relate to that, that, that to me has become something that's very important. And, you know, something that we'll, we'll, you know, include in this podcast as well as much you know, with other various things we've talked about, but I think to me, that was it and why I even said yes. I mean, I had time the next day, but you, cause you were just explaining what you wanted to do. And you are talking about going deeper. And I love that because interviews oftentimes don't go that deep. And, and you don't even do it intentionally, which is what I like about your style. There's no, it doesn't feel forced. It's a natural conversation that you just steer very gently and people are willing to open up. Because I think a lot of people do want to talk about the deeper stuff, especially entertainers. You know, we get asked the same questions over and over again, you do a press tour, anyone who's done one knows, you're getting asked the same shit over and over again. And, you know, it's part of your job, suck it up, don't complain about it, but my God, does it get taxing? And you just, I feel my toes curling up when I hear the same questions. And that's what set you apart. And there's very few interviews that I'm like, oh, wow, I walk away from the interview going, that was, I'm like, still thinking about it days later. So, yeah, I think that's what's important to note about that. And you are able to do that with your podcast because every single episode, for the most part, you're able to get people to open up and say things they wouldn't on other interviews or podcasts.
1: Yeah, not not to kind of be a shameless self-promoter here, but if you do want to get more of an insight into the the two podcasts we're talking about with just the initial first one we did together and then the live Q&A both of those are available on my life in the stocks platform. And I think that would be a really good place to kind of go back and, and, and start to hear this relationship that's now here, you know, develop in its early stages. And what I wanted to, to pick up on what you mentioned there is everybody knows you as the singer in this hugely successful band that, you know, went on to, I guess, change metal at the end of the 90s. And, uh, you know, often
0: there's the, for better or for worse for some people,
1: <laughs> as is, you know, the same could be said for the Sex Pistols and Nirvana. And every time, yeah. every time there's a band that creates a scene, you obviously then get the legions of copycats that follow and it becomes watered down. And then you <laughs> then you end up with Creed and Blink-182 and these kind of bands. But there's always these groups that actually reinvent the wheel and inject some fresh energy and you know it's not necessary i mean music's like milk right i once heard this great quote which is like nothing there's nothing new under the sun when it comes to music it's like milk in the sense that it's only good if it's fresh and and the best bands are the ones that take pre-existing sounds and marry them in a new way to come up with something mm. that is original and you know kill switch have been such a huge band for so many people not just in terms of The sound and the style but in terms of the lyrical content and the subject matter and I think for me beyond the success and achievements that you've done within that band what I adore about you and why I was always drawn to you is the the mental health stuff and that's something we will get into a lot in this show but there will be so many other strings to the bow but you inspired me with the way you use social media to be open and upfront and honest and vulnerable about your struggles and your demons. And it changed the way I shared myself online, like completely and utterly. It was down to you and your projection of self and the the subjects that you dealt with in a very public way. I thought, wow, that's so inspiring to me. And I want to aspire to be more like that. And it's transpired into my podcast as well is how can I use this platform in a positive way to change the way people think about these subjects, which are you know, problematic and and often taboo, how can we get at them in a different way and and reshape our attitudes towards them? And that's, you know, in a large part down to you and the way you carry yourself.
0: Yeah, and I think a part of that was necessity for me personally. I remember the moment that I decided to start talking about it, you know, outside of the band, outside of the music, was just, you know, and through social media, Instagram, I still remember the post. Um, I was sitting in my bathroom having a bit of a panic attack, anxiety, and I was like, I'm going to talk about this. It was a, a conscious decision. And I think because of that, I've realized that that's empowering. That's that's bravery. You know, talk about, you know, macho posturing and music and metal and being tough. All that is just that's not tough. I think toughness is being vulnerable and not caring when people make fun of you because I get made fun of enough on the Internet. I see it. I don't always engage in it because that's it's not worth my time. But um, you've got to be who you are. And if you are a a person that has issues, show it. Why hide that? And if anything, you're going to gain knowledge because of it, and it changes you. And I've seen that in my own life, but I've also seen it in people that I engage with. And giving somebody that ability to say, hey, I'm kind of fucked up, and it's okay. That's, That's huge. That's powerful.
1: What's also cool about that as well is then there's no shame, there's no secrets and you feel so liberated because you're like, look, I've basically shared my deepest secrets right now with the world and so there's nothing really now that can either shock me or, you know what I mean, you're not going to read into what I say or think or feel in any other way than what I've explicitly shared to the deepest core of my character. Like, you know what I mean, you can't uncover anything about me that I haven't. completely shared on the table with everyone and i think there's something so cool about that and again it's another thing that i've really taken from you and applied to my own life of just like let's be courageous about this and really not care too much about what other people are going to say if they want to laugh at oh look how he's at it again he's going on and on it's another it's another (laughs) it's another you know monologue here and you know my post got longer after reading yours and i love it and i'm sure there's people like with you as well who take the piss out of me and be like god he's written another essay but i love that because i'm i don't care i'm willing to express and reveal and share as much as I've got to give. And I hope that in doing that, somebody like in the way that I did from reading your posts is inspired to think about their own struggles in a different way and be more brave and open and honest, at least with themselves. They don't have to share it with anybody, but just when
0: you look in the mirror. That's what it's all about. And I think that's what Stoke the Fire is really all about, is connection, human connection. And um, you and I have talked about this, and I'm not sure if I was the guy that sparked this within you, but I'm a massive fan of Anthony Bourdain, rest in peace. I've followed his career from the early days, you know, the book Kitchen Confidential, and then him going on to, you know, um, No Reservations and... um, Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown or even the layover, just the little things. And to see his progression as a sort of a cocky kitchen chef to becoming this other thing, this like this wise old sage who went from talking shit about stuff and being sarcastic and criticizing food and to just embracing and sitting at someone's dinner table and breaking bread with somebody in their own home or their grandmother's home. And the conversation goes from the food to the stuff of life. And those moments on his show, when you can see it happen, he's in his, he's comfortable enough in his own skin to, to, to show that and to, to see other people respond to that. And you can see people's guard drop once he realized who he was and humbled himself enough that his, his show, his career, his life took on a whole other world. And he's somebody who suffered from mental illness and unfortunately took himself out. And that whole journey for me to this day inspires me and makes me sad, but also makes me want to do this type of thing even more. So this, you know, is a podcast. This is where it all starts, episode one. But eventually, I would love to mimic somebody like him where you're able to, to sit with somebody and really have them open up about not just, you know, food or travel, but like the stuff of life. And that's what I love about this. And he's definitely a big, one of the big inspirations for me for this podcast.
1: Well, you touched on it there. The things that we want to discuss on this show, obviously our background is is music. So there'll be a lot of talk with creativity and, and artists from from the musical world, but also other lanes. But as well as that, you know, we both come from a hospitality background. And I think with, with that culinary world, whether you're in the kitchen or your front of house, that attracts a certain type of person as well. Like with the road crew and venue managers i think all of these people who dodge the 9 to 5 world and there's nothing wrong with that at all but i think if you work full time in a kitchen or in a venue or as part of a touring road crew you're a certain type of person that that's wanted to dodge the confines of an office job and you know explore the world and have adventures and all of that i think is at the core of who we are as is travel uh, you know politics to some extent but more on like a kind of people one-on-one level social politics obviously cultural commentary there's so many different areas to this show that i can't wait to get into and and i guess alongside bourdain is joe strummer as the, of course. the guiding light for what we wanted this show from its initial idea in our heads to be. I have the original email that I sent you, dude, in front of me. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to read a little bit from it. This is what I sent to Jesse at the end of last year as sort of like the pitch for the show. Stoke the Fire podcast. I said, Jesse, uh, obviously the act of sitting around the campfire and telling stories is as old as mankind. It's timeless, primal, magical, and something Joe Strummer brought forward with the Strummerville campfires at Glastonbury in the years leading up to his death. I know we were speaking about doing a series of live Q&As this year which obviously isn't going to happen now for obvious reasons, but that doesn't stop us from doing this in a digital way. Uh, I think it's something that could really grow into something special and eventually we could take it out on the road. This idea of us sitting around like we're around the campfire but on a podcast sharing stories from the road, life philosophies, travel experiences, art, culture, creativity, music, songwriting methods, you name it, family, friendships, relationships, mental health, the State of the world, the full gambit, a regular meeting of minds to keep the fires stoked at a time when the world needs it most. That was the big spiel that I went on. Boom. And what was Boom. your response to that when you read it? I hell fucking
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sign me up. You know, c- yeah. And you know, it's, Joe Strummer and the Clash were a huge influence when I was young, just because of their music and what they stood for, and their lyrics, and their just their whole vibe. But Joe became a personal hero watching his journey after the clash with the Mescaleros and just the way he carried himself. You know, there's a documentary where he's going to like, as an older man, he's going to electronic music festivals. He's he's trying to figure out what the youth is all about. now unabashedly and very humbly too, passing out flyers to people who have no idea who this man is. And the, the amount of humility that that guy had and the way he was able to bring people together and sit. I love that sitting around a fire. Cause that's what I do. I, my backyard is whenever I have people over, we will have some drinks. We'll hang out at my little bar here and we'll talk, but we'll eventually always get to the fire out in my backyard. I've got a pretty decent size uh, fire because I'm a bit of a pyro. And when that fire gets lit, something happens. Who you are. There? Something yeah. Happened. I don't care who you are. You can be a spaz. You can, people get quiet and they get serious for the most part. And they they will naturally start to talk deep. I'll have parties here where people are, you know, we've got a DJ, like bangers, like parties. And eventually you can go outside and most of the people at the party are in that back fire talking about deep shit. And I love that about people because there is this primal thing, like you were saying at the top of this podcast, when a fire gets lit, it speaks to us. It speaks to our ancestors and us. It speaks to this, Simple thing of like, put everything aside and you sit and you're face to face with other human beings and fire represents survival, it represents food, it represents warmth, comfort, all these things. And community. Community, there it is. That's, I think that's the period on the sentence that this is all about community. And in this time, this day and age now where we're seeing so much division and so much fear and panic. I want this place to be a happy, warm, safe spot that people can come and enjoy themselves and, and feel better. Like When you're done listening to this podcast, I hope that you leave this podcast feeling like you've got somebody out there who gets you or you feel comforted because you're not alone in this world. And I would love that idea of being able to do that with somebody because that's what I needed when I was young and, and screwed up and fucked up on drugs and drunk all the time. I just wanted someone to tell me I'm not alone. It sounds so funny, but it's so true. People just need to have some kind of a connection and and feel less alone in this world. That's what it's all about. Community. Love that.
1: I think this year as well, the one good thing, if we can take something from it, is now everybody knows. I think before, a lot of people did because we all have our own struggles. But I think now it doesn't matter who you are everybody knows now what it's like to feel alone and disconnected and isolated and lost and i do hope as you said that this is a beacon of light for people of all different ages and backgrounds and and cultural interests like we're both punk rock and roll metal dudes but you know you don't need to be into those things to be into this show as long as you've got an active curious mind and an open heart then pull up a log and and join the campfire crew and i want to you know, at this point, I want to mention that we've got social media platforms as, as every podcast does. And this isn't just a shameless plug for that, but we really want to bring people in. And every few Community. weeks on the show, we're going to be doing Q&A where you can just ask us anything, whether it's personal questions or just curiosities you might have or talking points, how about you guys touch on this, get in touch there's an email which we've set up, it's called Stoke stokethefirepod at gmail.com um, and there are no assistants on this show, we will have people helping us out with the making and the creation of it from a technical point of view but if you email that account, that's just going to be me and Jesse reading that, so that'll be that's direct it. to us stokethefirepod at gmail.com, there's also Facebook Twitter and Instagram pages, the fire pod follow us on those get in touch because every few weeks we're going to be opening it out bringing you in most episodes will be us too but there will be loads of guests as well and then we want to make room for you guys too because community is the key i hope you're not afraid of fire (laughs) yeah
0: and you know i don't think another thing too i would like to say is that there's no real limit we have a general idea of what we're going for here well, when you tune in, you never know where you're going to get with this. We, we're, we'll we talk about movies. We'll talk about food, travel. There's no sort of, um, you know, limits. We're not saying this is a particular this kind of podcast. And I love that. I think that's exciting for me because, you know, we can plan all we want. But once we get going, especially if there's a guest, you never know where it's going to go. And we're not going to try to steer that thing in and control it. We want to just have a natural flow with this, with this podcast. And with the social media too, I want to say that I, I plan on putting extra content here and there on that stuff. So it will be a personal connection. It's not like you're just going to see an advertisement for the podcast and that's it. We're going to engage you on those, on those forms, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, whatever the case may be, that's going to be personal.
1: Yeah, and an extension of both of our minds and hearts and souls, right? And an extension of the philosophy behind this show beyond just, hey, another episode's up, tune in. There'll be a bit of that, of course, but for the large part it'll be us sharing playlists and films and books that we like and just, you know, open discussions online as well. We can do Instagram live stuff. Um, Jesse did an amazing one of those with me to help promote my book. And, you know, promotion's a big part of the world now, but what I love about when me and you get together is That might be the underlying element, but it's always going to go in so many other directions. And that is, for me, the exciting thing about this show is there'll always be like we'll never have a scripted, you know, kind of planned out attack in front of us. We'll have certain things we want to touch upon and raise. But for the large part, it's just going to be me and you freestyling. And that, for me, excites me because I can't wait in a completely non self-indulgent way because there's enough podcasts out there that just, uh, you know, two people talking about themselves and there's no real interest in the outside world for me and you. I think the excitement is bringing people in, but I can't wait to get to know you better, man, through the course of this show. I can't wait for this relationship to evolve and unfold. And that thrills me.
0: Yeah, man. I think, you know, and and also I want to speak to this involving other people with questions or even like if you've got an idea for a guest that you want us to interview that you think, you know, after you've listened to a couple episodes, you get a vibe, like we're open to that. You're gonna be a part of this. It's not just us. And yeah, I definitely look forward to getting to know you better, but I also look forward to seeing how I grow through this experience. Because again, you know, you were saying that you've you are so used to doing it on your own. I'm I've always been collaborating. I actually have tried to do things on my own. And I just, I just have a hard time sometimes. So when you came along and, and, and folks, (laughs) this guy came along with an idea and he just had it. He's like, Oh, this is what we're going to do. Boom, 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 boom. So he's very much the captain of the ship and and I'm the first mate. And I mean that in the best way possible because you got to play to your strengths. You know, I'm, I'm a heartfelt dude. I have deep thoughts. I tend to be a little too serious sometimes, which I plan on lightening up a bit on this one, but, uh,
1: Well, that's another thing that I love about our friendship, man, is I know that you're a deep philosophical, introspective, considered person, but I also know, I know the right buttons to push with you, to crack you up and make you smile and feel at ease. And I love one of my favorite things in the world (laughs) is making you laugh. Like I adore that.
0: Well, yeah, because it's not easy to do. (laughs) I mean, I got my nervous chuckles, but to actually have me laugh, laugh, it takes a lot because yeah i i get i can't help it I just get inside my own head I'm just that kind of a person I tend to be and my girlfriend you know she she said i'm just i get quiet and she's like constantly like are you okay are you i'm i'm okay i'm okay. i'm just i just process and I think differently so if you get me to laugh like really laugh then i've i've i'm on my guard is off and that's rare that's fairly rare
1: I want to take this opportunity to tease what's going to be coming up over the next few weeks, because we've kind of mapped out a rough plan of where we want at least the first month of episodes to go, because I think at this stage, going on this concept that nobody knows us and everybody coming to the show is coming in with a completely blank mind. So we want the first few episodes really to just establish who me and Jesse are, our relationship with each other, and really kind of find our feet with this show. We know you know broadly what we want it to be but obviously because it's this new thing and we don't want it to be too structured or rigid or scripted we want to just take a while to sort of embed and settle in so the next two episodes after this this is like introduction if you will and then the next two episodes are going to form like a two-part episode which will span over two weeks hindsight is 2020 and and when i mentioned this to jesse you were like yeah 100 percent, because We don't want to dwell on COVID because there's been enough of that, but I really think that there'd be a lot to gain from me and you going through the personal events and experiences that both you and I have been through over the last 12 months, but also world events, which was, you know, shaped. The world we're in because 2020 was a, a wild wild year certainly the wildest year in my lifetime and we're obviously not politicians or scientists or experts or philosophers but i think we're just two regular human beings who've been trying to find our way as has everybody and so for me i think there'd be a lot to gain from us to sitting down and just kind of trying to figure out what went down and how it affected us
0: yeah and especially you know hindsight like looking back on it you know, while we were going through certain things, I thought one thing, and then it just was this evolution of thought of of, of sort of going. I thought I grasped this situation, and I had no idea. So yeah, I'm sure we could definitely uh, navigate that. I'm sure there'll be a lot of interesting points to be made. And you know, in general, I just feel like I'm still trying to understand everything. So it's a, it's a constant evolution in my mind.
1: Hindsight is twenty twenty
0: and yeah, then it.
1: and it's perfect isn't it 2020 and then we bring it into the world of joe strummer paying homage to him as well you would have heard his famous quote at the start of his cover of bob marley's redemption song uh, which we pulled off the music video and put into the little opening trail for this you know podcast because we wanted to pay tribute to joe from the outset but then the fourth episode is going to be entitled the future is unwritten and episode four is really going to be us looking forward because I do feel like there's a lot to be excited about and hopeful about looking forward to the rest of 2021 and what's in store. And, you know, obviously we can't make any predictions, but what I would like us to do, Jesse, is look at upcoming films and albums and releases in the artistic world that we're excited about. And particularly the times of grace record, because this podcast, this podcast is going to be, whether you want it to be or not, I'm going to make it (laughs) a platform to a certain extent to, Peel the layers back and and take a peek behind the curtain of your creative mind and get into Kill Switch Engage, Times of Grace, the weapon, you know, your inspirations for lyrics and the songwriting process. And this album by Times of Grace has been, you know, a long time coming. People are very excited about it. And I'd like to focus a large portion of episode four on that record, if you're all right with it, and the creation of yeah. it and and what it's what it sounds like, what it's about. And just get people stoked on that because I know people can't wait to hear it. And you probably can't wait to get it out of the world at this stage, right?
0: Yeah. It's been, it's been a long time coming and It's crazy because the, you know, there's so many places to go with that record. Cause it's about so many things. I think loss is a huge thing. And I know a lot of people can relate to that this, this past year. I know that the topics we were writing about prior to this and, and, you know, because this record was conceived, written and done before all this happened. But now that I listen to it, it it's relative to now as well. And I think, you know, without sounding uh, pompous here or anything, but there's a timelessness to it because the subject matter that Adam and I tackled on this record is something that I feel anyone can relate to. And I went through like probably one of the worst years of my life uh, while making this record, getting a divorce and being betrayed on a whole other level. So, yes, there's a ton to unwrap and talk about when it comes to that album. So, yeah, that'll be the exclusive, the first, you know, and I'll go deeper here than I will any other interview. So this is perfect. I, I'm willing to do it. I think it's great. And it's going to be it'll be a deep one for sure.
1: And off the back of that, episode five of this show is going to be the first in an ongoing semi-regular series of Campfire Q&As. So episode five will be an entire podcast dedicated to us talking about and answering your questions. And it's a few weeks away, but you can start getting them in off the bat right away now. Obviously, the email address, as I said, stoke stokethefirepod at gmail.com anything you want to ask. And literally there is, there's nothing off limits. Um, We'll be vetoing them all, obviously, and making sure they're (laughs) respectful and interesting. But anything you can think of, get the questions in via the email now. And then in a few weeks time, we'll get around to answering all of them. And then... Episode 6. So this is really a teaser of up until mid April. We have mapped out in our minds where we want to go and this is just the start of this thing, but I think we should kind of wrap it there. Is there anything else you want to add before we, you know, sign off until next week or just gratitude? Covered all bases?
0: Just gratitude. If you're listening, you made it all the way. Thank you so much. We're super excited. We want you to get get you guys involved and honestly like this has given me a whole new lease on life. So thank you Matt. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Gas Digital. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, everybody. I'm so excited for this, man. It's a whole new lease on life, like I said. So let's do this shit. Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a great honor to be working with you, brother. And and thank you so much for, I remember episode two of my podcast was with Al Bar from the Dropkick yeah, Murphys Al and you at a time when I think. Even Al, Al shared it, and Al was cool. But obviously, the show's brand new, and you at that early stage, it wasn't even your episode. You took a picture of yourself in your car, and you said, "I'm listening to this podcast with Matt, who I've done a show with, and that's coming up soon." But it's him and Al. It's an amazing conversation, and you were so generous with your compliments towards the show, and you've I just been honest since day one. <laughs> yeah, but man. You were you you were well, yeah, you've been honest. My show's great. But <laughs> you you took a stand and you use your platform to shine a light on my show and you went out of your way to help me and you've always done that. And you're just such a generous, loyal, great soul. And I'm just honored to call you a friend, and this show's gonna absolutely rock. And I'm so, so, so stoked for you know I mean, I see us doing this forever i see us once oh, the world it. opens again taking the show on the yeah. road getting real life campfires happening yeah. making it a video thing round the flames the limits are absolutely yeah. endless do, do some, some can...
0: traveling go go hang out at people's houses have their mom cook for us let's do all that shit i'm <laughs> so in but also to piggyback on that i have to let your listeners know if you want to continue to look i mean kills you can look up kill switch engage times of grace the weapon um but I do urge you to go listen. I'm going to name episodes from Matt's uh, podcast, life in the stocks. Laura Jean grace is an episode. I highly recommend that was like amazing. Uh, Gene Simmons for many reasons, uh, but also the way you handled gene was awesome. Uh, Jesse from the Eagles of death metal. That's a huge one off the top of my head. Those are ones you have to go check out. And, um, what was the most recent one I listened to that I was like, wow, you handled that well? Oh, the guy from the MC5, what was his name? Um Wayne Kramer. Wayne man, Kramer. Wayne. That's a really interesting episode. And there were moments where I was like, ah, politics, uh ah. and you just just listen to the go back and listen to some of this stuff and you'll get why I'm working with this guy. That's all I gotta say
1: my man well listen we'll see you next week for part one of hindsight is 2020 where we attempt to unravel and make sense of of the historical year that was 2020 we'll see you there until next time thanks for tuning in
0: all hails everybody